from the book of Acts. Now in Joppa there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lydia was near Joppa, the disciples who heard that Peter was there sent two men to him with a request, please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them, and when he arrived, they took him to the room upstairs. All the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put all of them outside, then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then calling all the saints and widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa and many believed in the Lord. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil for their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Here with the Spirit is saying to God's people.
the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Thank you. 
Welcome to Trinity Cathedral. Welcome to all of you who are joining us here in the cathedral. To those of you who are joining us online, we welcome you and we're so glad you can join us for worship this evening. I want to offer a word of thanks to anyone who is able to not only gather with us on Sunday evening for the, uh, the oratorio considering Matthew Shepard, but also a number of folks in our choir who were part of that. Uh, a profound evening uh, of really a beautiful, um, transformative piece, and I give thanks for your ministry and for bringing that into the cathedral. We thank you for that. Uh, I thank you all for your continued generosity and support of this cathedral and even song. We are nearing, the, we're in the last week of our cathedral, of our cathedral. No, we're not in the, <laughs> it's the worst pitch ever, right? If you don't give, we're in the last week of our cathedral. Uh, not at all. We'll be here for a long time. Uh, but we are in the last week of our annual stewardship campaign. And I give thanks for all the ways that you all support this place. And I invite you to consider con continuing to do so. Make a pledge if you haven't yet done so. Uh, if you're not a member of Trinity, we welcome all, do all donations. And we also encourage you to pledge at whatever church uh, you call home. This evening, we, uh, we will continue with a meal afterwards. Please join us if you wish. We will also be offering a class. Dr. Michael Wells will be leading a class on our stained glass windows. It's a, it's a first parter. We'll do the second part, I believe, in early December. Tonight, we're looking at the theme of connections among our windows. 
And then later, uh, in a month or so, we're going to actually look. There are, there are five windows that have been removed um, for renovation. See if you can figure out which ones they are. They're the ones with cardboard in them, just so you know. Uh, but we'll be talking about what those, what those windows are. That's part of a process that over the next few years we're going to be um, uh, taking down, refinishing, uh, caring for them, and then reinstalling them. So an important uh, work in the life of the cathedral. Well, this evening we are blessed to be joined once again by the Reverend Peter Foss. And Peter, uh, a good friend of the cathedral, longtime rector, rector emeritus of Christ Church Shaker Heights. Here this evening. Welcome, Peter. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord my God and my Redeemer. Amen. Today we honor Tabitha of Joppa. Tabitha's name is Aramaic, while in Greek, as the reading from Acts informs us, her name is Dorcas. Joppa, also known as Jaffa or Yafo, was its own town in the time of Peter. Today is incorporated into Metro Tel Aviv, the largest city in Israel. Okay, so now that we have clarity on the language and the geography, let's examine Tabitha. She was a faithful member, a disciple of the nascent Christian community in Joppa, where we are told she was devoted to good works and acts of charity. She is clearly beloved by her community. Sadly, she becomes ill and dies unexpectedly. Her faith community is bereft by this loss. The disciples hear that Peter is nearby in Lydda, so two men are dispatched to him with the message, please come to us without delay. What the community's expectations of Peter were, we are not told, possibly comfort and pastoral care, leading a burial service, or possibly even a miracle. We know that Peter has performed healings thus far in the book of Acts. Earlier we learn, quote, people carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats in order that Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he came by. A great number of people would also gather from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all cured by Peter. Did the church in Joppa hope, possibly hope beyond hope, for a reprieve for Tabitha from death? Peter does not disappoint. When he arrives in Joppa, he is taken to the upper room of the house where Tabitha's body has been laid. And placing all the mourners outside the room, he kneels by Tabitha and prays and then says to her, Tabitha, get up. And the text informs us that she opened her eyes. And seeing Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand 
and helped her up. And calling the saints and widows, he showed her to be alive. Such is the wonder of this miracle that the scripture ends by telling us that many believed in the Lord. In other words, it becomes a cause for conversion to the church. That's all we know. That's all we know about Tabitha. Yet despite the little we have been given, she has given us a legacy of two lovely things. First, Tabitha is the patron saint of tailors and seamstresses. She is so because when Peter arrives in Joppa, the mourners show him tunics and other clothing that Dorcas has made while she was with them. In other words, Tabitha loves working with fabrics and making beautiful garments. That alone should make her a venerated saint in the Episcopal Church, <laughs> where we love our beautifully vested clergy and choirs and liturgical ministers. Now, I can barely thread a needle, but my husband, Anthony, is a fine tailor and fabricator of ecclesiastical vestments and paraments. So I have a deep appreciation for the art of tailoring. And as the patron saint of tailors, I now think of Tabitha each time I vest, and I give thanks to her for being Anthony's and all tailors and seamstresses saint who watches over them and guides their creation of beautiful clothing. Tabitha's second legacy lies in the message of her rising from the dead. This miracle was a demonstration of the power of life over death. It undergirds the value of the life that God has given to each and every single one of us. Tabitha treasured the life she had been given through her acts of good works and almsgiving, of caring for widows, and of creating beauty, she lived her life fully as she created a more just, good, and beautiful world, bearing witness to how God wants us to live. Where in our lives might we be dead, not valuing the precious life that we have been given? Where might our loving God resurrect those dead places in us so that we, like Tabitha, may bear witness to the kingdom of God here on earth? As we contemplate these questions, may our collect for this day be fulfilled in each and every one of us. Aided by Tabitha's prayers and example, may we be given new life and do works pleasing in God's sight. Amen.
O God, you manifest your servants in your servants the signs of your presence. Send forth upon us the spirit of love, that in companionship with one another your abounding grace may increase among us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us bless the May the peace of God, which passes all our understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of God's Son, Jesus Christ, and the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you always. Amen.